This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. I thought you were going to lead on with something there. Nope, absolutely nothing. Do we even know what topic we're doing this week? Yes, I got the notes up. Excellent. It's half the notes we didn't use last week. Selena, do we know what you're doing this week? Yeah, no. I'm just going with the notes that we didn't really use last week. God, I can't even speak. Great for a podcast, right? We can do a silent podcast. Very accessible. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast with T, Cleves and Selena. Each week, offered up a blurry perspective on life. Hello and welcome back to Seesaw Podcast. The dynamic trio is here once again. We're not milking last week's episode. We're just milking last week's notes this time. But before we get into that, I would like to say hello and how are you to firstly, Selena. I'm good. How are you? I heard uh, somebody had a birthday. I did, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go on. In my head, I went, who had a birthday? Was it Ted? <laughs> <laughs> took me like a second to realise. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, it was me. Thank you very much. I am slowly slipping towards the mortality point. Well, depressing. What did you get for your birthday? Oh, what didn't I get? An optimistic outlook on life? Mm. I've always had that. I also got some jewellery from my wife, some clothes from my wife, money. What jewellery? Was it? Liqueurs. Liqueurs? Liquors. Oh, okay. What else did you get? Money. What else did you get? Are are you angling for something here? Maybe. You you got me liqueurs. No, no. What else did you get? What did you get from one of our friends? What I got from one of our friends (laughs) is a huge inconvenience. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) So, oh, you tell more. Yeah, well, I want to know what you got. No, it's not going on the podcast. What? <laughs> it's already been spread to work now, and I've got to deal with it there. I'm I think we should put it out there. I'm absolutely not. So, please, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Excellent. Nothing to <clears throat> add to that. Gosh, you guys are full of like sharing about your lives and stuff. Well, I tried to lead T into what the, what he got for his best birthday present, and he's just having none of it. Well, put it this way, it would be a really good prize for the listeners for anything that we do, and you'll get a mystery box. You're going to give away your birthday present? No, so I'm giving it away. I am utilising it for comedic effect. This makes no sense to me because I have no idea what this is. <laughs> and nor will you. Fine. Okay. Well, before we get into the topic of the week, it was twenty-six copies of Shark Tale. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know. What? <laughs> 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 See, now there's going to be follow-up questions. <laughs> 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 
I just, yeah, I'm a little bit, why? Um, okay. <laughs> they were all individually wrapped as well. Is that one of your favourite films? This is all-time fave. Apparently, according to people, it is my all-time favourite film. It's a good film. Not going to lie. See, there's nothing I can say here that won't just, I am more, more torment <laughs> from this stupid <laughs> joke that's been going on for years now. And hopefully it's, it's, it's the zenith because I do not want <laughs> to come on with this anymore. You've got a copy in like pretty much every format now as well. I do have a Even copy. a VHS copy. Yes, I do have a VHS copy. <laughs> I just really love that film. Let's, let's, move, <laughs> let's move swiftly on, shall we, without any more context or explanation. So, shall we do a little quick blind news? I will go first because it was my birthday. And this is from the Manchester Evening News. A woman mows down a blind man, leaving him for dead while speeding home from the chippy. What? God, damn it. Why do your what? Yeah. always involve someone being maimed in some way? Because it's the first thing I found that wasn't about uh, like blind first days <laughs> or love right. is blind. That's the thing. That, yeah, that one. Right. Selena, your go. Well, yeah, my quick blind news is more that the BBC has started doing quick blind news. So what? Yeah, or two days in a row, I turned on my TV in the morning. I'm I do watch BBC News every morning whilst I eat my breakfast. First day, we're at Bristol train station. They've got a new like soundscape soundscape equivalent of how to get around Bristol train station for the blind. It tells you when you know what's on your left, what's on your right. Can you smell the pasties? And then the next day, I turned on BBC News. Can you smell the piss? Anyway, (laughs) go on. The next day, they had um, smart glasses. I don't know if it was Orcam or something similar, but blind guy walking around, smart glasses. You can tell, you know, describe what's in front of me. It's like two days in a row. Quick blind news on BBC. And other quick blind news. I've got a new iPhone and it's causing me all sorts of, well, I don't know if it's news, but I've, I've always used voiceover and Daniel. And now Daniel doesn't speak properly and I'm trying to pick a voice that's <laughs> decent. And it's cause yeah, it's, it's stressing me out to be honest. I'm I'm on Jamie Premium at the minute, and I <laughs> I might go on trial over because they're not working out well. It sounds like a shit rendition of Mumbo Number Five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the news. Fantastic! That was genuinely interesting, Selena. And I will also get on the seesaw lawyers to make sure we get some money out of the BBC for that because that is unacceptable that they would do that. Do they tout it as quick blind news? No. Good. Oh, yeah, they better not. They better not. <laughs> Anyone else rips us off, I'm coming for them. <laughs> With all the mites that $9.99 will afford me. See what Christina's rates are. Yeah, that's, that's very true, actually. So, the topic of the week. Topic of the week. So, last time, we spoke about not disclosing your disability, which I think we did a very good job of. This time around, this was something we didn't actually get to on the show. 
but looking into culture, celebrity culture, and that sort of thing when it comes down to being a prominent disabled figure and whether they have responsibility to disclose disability if they have one. So if we're going to start off, find the, just <laughs> straight away the question out there. If a prominent public figure has a disability, should they be disclosing it to become an advocate for their respective community? What do you think? I think it depends if they might have no choice about disclosing it because, you know, like Lost Voice Guy, he's not going to get away with saying, I don't have a disability. (laughs) Whereas, you know, there's a lot of hidden disabilities out there. I guess it's their personal choice if they want to or don't want to. Yeah, but is that enough now? If you're Mm. in the spotlight... Do you have a responsibility? Exactly. I was going to say, would I feel miffed if I found out that five years down the line, someone was actually visually impaired? Like, I I didn't know, for example, Richard Osman's visually impaired, Scott Nostagmus. And he doesn't advocate for visually impaired people, especially that I'm aware of. Uh, Should he? Okay, there's an example. Yeah, well, like you say, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Like, it's up to them isn't it it's a personal choice but considering that we just said how it's good to see some prominent exposure to the disabled community in popular culture it'd be nice wouldn't it just having more advocates but yeah not necessarily like you know the cliche that celebrities only endorse charities and, and meaningful causes when it affects them directly or one of their family and would it be nice to just have someone be proactive about a community? I don't know. I don't know how much Rosie Jones does, for example, for cerebral palsy. I, I'm not really clued up on that. Or other like big, big celebrities who are also disabled. Like, do they have a responsibility to do that? I, I'm not sure. It's a bit of a tricky one. Society these days will tell you that you have a responsibility. It's not enough <laughs> now <laughs> to just be a bystander. You have to take yeah. a stand. Mm. I'm not sure I really agree with that personally. Also, it kind of, I think in some cases, it can detract from what it is you're there to do. Or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Like, Tom Daly, I know he's not disabled. I'm not, not, oh God, I could come out completely wrong. I'm not saying gay people are disabled, but it's a kind of a similar <laughs> kind of different thing. Um, being gay is not having a disability. Um, but he he's a big advocate of you know gay rights and stuff with the, the World Cup going on. That he's you know he thinks that the footballers should be wearing the the one love armbands. So should he be concentrating on jumping into a pool of water, or, or should he be concentrating on, on gay rights? It it's obviously something he feels he's passionate about. I guess so. Yeah, back to. He's only one what, goal. What, he can do what he wants now. Mm. Now would people be would people be upset with him if he if he didn't advocate for you know the LGBTQ plus etc. I mean, some people <laughs> some people would be. I think some people would be, but that like you say, Cleves. I think that's just the nature of things. I think there'd be a good population of people who wouldn't really be bothered, and others who would really take offence with him not being an advocate for them. So it, it's really tricky. I don't know where I stand on it personally. 
I think there is a little bit of a responsibility if you have got the spotlight on you to bring attention to things in a way that can help people as opposed to just drawing attention to yourself. Like, And I think especially in comedy, that's a bit of a – there's always like the cliche of a disabled person will always do disabled jokes. Mm. Right? Like a gay comedian will always do gay jokes. Not always the case, but it is used in sort of an exploitative way, which – discussed on previous podcasts that that's okay or well we were split on the decision (laughs) but some would deem that okay but if you're one of those individuals should you also if okay example if a comedian is exploiting their disability for their comedy should they also be an advocate Mm, yes I feel like more so then you you, I feel yeah possibly you've got more responsibility then whereas if you're not using your disability then fair enough please what do you think because you you were very sort of torn on this when we discuss sort of comedy around disability a few episodes ago i just think if i was a comedian if you take rosie jones for example she'd probably want to be known more for comedy than disability mm. right yeah i mean a cerebral palsy in a way kind of adds to the delivery of her jokes yeah and it also means that she's got that life experience to draw on which is which is funny and she kind of makes feel other people feel comfortable in laughing about that and in a way she doesn't necessarily have to go out there and stand up for the rights and preach about it because it's in a comedy she's still drawing attention to Mm -hmm. people with disability so that might be enough in a lot of cases she's still painting a reputation of disabled people that they can still be funny and have a laugh and Chris McCausland again is another comedian on the circuit that's doing it. Um, so maybe that's enough. It, that's that's kind of the using their disability within their job though, whereas I suppose you've got other jobs like a politician or someone like that where being blind has really nothing necessarily to do with the job explicitly. It's just they're blind and a politician, for example. Yeah, you can still be controversial and upset a lot of people being a blind politician. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between that comedy, I guess. Yeah. So here's here's the follow-on from that. Does it actually matter if they are an advocate? So is it more just sort of like a, a flavour of the month? Uh, flavour of the month? I'm hungry. Uh, flavour of the month sort of flash in the pan, right? Does it really matter especially when you're talking about content creators like TikTok, Instagram, stuff like that, they might be advocating for their disability, but outside of a, oh, that was good, oh, that was interesting, does it have a long-standing effect? Like, Are they actually making a big difference, those who are advocating? Because if they're not, does it really matter if someone puts themselves out there with sort of a disability or neurodiversity? People do do it, and people do get famous or kind of being an advocate. True, but is it making long-standing change? I mean, if you look at like, the the fact that disability is still a like very underrepresented group, yeah, and there's a lot of issues still going around where there's been some meaningful movement within LGBT plus communities, within BME communities. Not enough, still. Like we still want more positive movement there but disability sort of stagnated very slow it's not really moving i do feel like we've lagged behind our 
LGBTQ plus and um, BAME counterparts with regards to advocating. Like, there doesn't seem, well, I think we're a smaller number of people possibly in the disability category and smaller number in ability, um, so to speak, compared to other minority groups. So I guess, yeah, if, if you have got a, a celebrity, I'm probably contradicting myself, you know, that's all part of the seesaw going one side to the other. Um, but nice plug. <laughs> it, I'm contradicting myself because, yeah, I, at first I was saying, no, nah, it doesn't matter. But like, yeah, maybe because there aren't as many of us out there and if you have got someone in the line, like, come on, give us a hand and help us out a bit. But at the same time, I totally get it if people don't want to. You don't want to be defined by your disability. I don't want to be defined by my disability, even though I'm on a podca- podcast talking about my disability. It, it, You're it, aware you of know. hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to be your life do you? i mean some people do make it their life personally yeah. i don't want it to be my life and i don't think you guys do either so i guess we can relate to to others who don't want yeah. that no that that's true and going back to what you said cleves about rosie jones and this does tie in you say that with rosie's comedy she is putting like a spotlight on cerebral palsy and sort of normalizing it and she wants her comedy to speak speak for what it is do you think i know this is a difficult question because you're you haven't got cp but do you think rosie jones has actually made a positive impact as far as progressing opinions on cp do you think general member of the public number one has a different perspective just because they've seen rosie jones live i think so like if you were a if you're a normie that walked down the street and you met someone with cerebral palsy and you've seen Rosie Jones on TV and it's a sort of normal thing now, I think you'd be less bothered by someone by cerebral palsy. The fact that you would be bothered about it in the first place is by the by. But because it's more, because it's around you more and more, it's less, it's less different. Mm. It's more just, oh, okay. It's just something, that's just something that people have. So what? What about the expectation of greatness? Because that's the other side of it. They they expect more from other individuals with that condition because they've seen someone be so successful. I don't think it's any different from an able-bodied person becoming successful. Not everyone can be president. No, that's true. true. I think a, a lot of disabled people, I'd say complain, but, well, the Paralympics is a big thing and that's when you get to see the most disabled people on TV at any one time and disabled people that aren't sporty and aren't Paralympians they get a bit narked sometimes that when people meet them they think oh you know are you you know are you a Paralympian do you do sport it's that they think that people they seem to think the public think that all disabled people are Paralympians Paralympians or sponges, depending on what newspaper you read. I'd rather someone think that I could go off and be a Paralympian than I than I couldn't do anything. Mm. So at least people are th- thinking about it in a positive way. That's true. Although I will say that not all disabled people will see that as a positive. But that's just that they're all just a bunch of miserable Garys who don't like anything. See, I'll, I'll say that a lot of them are miserable. And if you listen to it and you're not miserable, I didn't mean you. 
Oh, you're being nice to the listeners for once. Good. I, I'm never <laughs> nice. I'm never nice. So here's a hypothetical. And I think I already know the answer to it, but I think it's an interesting one. Is it okay to out someone in the public like who, who is sort of like known to the public on any level who you may know has a disability? Is it okay to do that like if it would have a benefit to the community? Or is that a complete no-go area? I mean, their disability would have to be kind of hidden in the first place, right? Yeah. You're not going to out someone in a wheelchair for being in a wheelchair, are you? No. Yeah, they, they could be going around like in a golf cart all the time and just be like golf cart Jones or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just... Happy with that, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> the question still remains. Is it okay to out someone? Does it? Oh, it might matter to that person. I was going to say, does it really Yeah. Matter? Of course it matters. It's like out in someone who's, you know, in the closet. Again, me, I seem to be obsessed with LGBTQ+. I just want to say there's letters loads of times. You wouldn't do that, would you? You, you wouldn't no. out somebody for that. So why would you out someone who has a disability? But as we've established, and here's the thing, We've already established that someone who's in the public eye with a disability can be a, a huge help to society and move things cultural forward. Whereas the same can can't necessarily be said. Well, can they all be a huge help? There must be idiotic disabled people out there giving us a bad name. They're not all great. No. Yeah. T. No, that's true. <laughs> but, but as Cleve said, normalising disability and change perceptions of people in a passive way is a positive thing so if you had someone who is i don't know tom hardy for example very renowned actor if someone were to out him as having a disability then would that not potentially normalize it a little bit more and help that community give a bit of positive exposure to it i think there'd be a lot of disabled people that jump on that like hey he's one of us yeah, mm. be a lot of positivity potentially. I mean, he'd I think... be understandably angry. Mm. It's tough. I think as well. You've got like um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. There's a few rugby players, isn't there? Um, that have uh, motor neuron disease now, and they've acquired their their disability. And obviously, they were famous for not having a disability, and now they have got a disability. They are doing a lot of work to raise awareness of MND and, and doing good with it. That's commendable because, you know, that they've fallen from grace, if you like, and it would be very easy just to go and live your life behind closed doors and, uh, and not let people know what you've become. I, I admire that, to be fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Again, it's, it's putting that positive spin on things. It's using the reputation to, to make some positive change. And they've done some really good things. It's hard to say because I, I don't know what every disabled person in the spotlight is doing. But I think by that admission, you know, maybe I should be looking harder or maybe they're not making enough noise, which goes back to the, the point I had before. Does it really make that much of a difference? Why would they want to not? Why would they want to hide it? Do they think it will affect their career in some way? Is there that much of a negative light on disability that it matters so much that people would know if they had a disability? Are we still at that point in society now where mm -hmm. people 
with disabilities in the spotlight are just are passed over for things. That's a good point, though. Like, even in personal life, we talked about it in the last podcast, I, I don't always disclose my disability at work. One, just because it's a bit of a faff to explain it every time. And two, because I can get by without needing to. Yeah. Again, really tricky question. And I don't feel like we're giving many answers to these questions. <laughs> but I, I did expect us to. I thought it was an interesting thing to talk about. No, you, you are right. You are, it's it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Like, if it is just a faff. And like you don't want to have those conversations all the time. And if someone hides it to protect their career, I, I suppose context also matters as well. And you don't have to necessarily be, say, a prominent uh, like celebrity or something like that or sports person. Like, what if you're a doctor and you've been the best doctor in your town for years and years and years, decades, and then you come down with a disability that doesn't necessarily affect you as, say, a GP, would you disclose that to your patients? Would some of them switch? if they found out that you had, say, Parkinson's disease, something that might not necessarily help deal with how they're treating you. But I don't know. I wouldn't want an injection from them. Yeah, it's easy <laughs> by a nurse, isn't it? <laughs> not, the, not the ones I've had recently. <laughs> <laughs> but you made me completely... I did have a point. You completely broke me off then. <laughs> would, you want them, think, yeah. would you want them rectally examining you with Parkinson's? <laughs> no. But I think, I guess... If you disclose your disability, is it more the fear that then people are going to pry and ask you about it all the time? And, you know, how much can you see? It's one of those, isn't it? Mm. Are you filling out my prescription correctly? (laughs) Yeah, that's that sort of thing. What questions do you leave yourself open to? Yeah. Mm. Is transparency not important? Especially in a job like that. So people know what they're getting, even if you're you're practicing as that medical professional suffers for it. Do you not have an obligation to tell them? I would say not really. I've got a friend. He, he works in is a nurse, works in sexual health. He's got Crohn's disease, so he's got a, a colostomy bag. He doesn't need to tell his patients he's got that. He can get some mm. with his job completely fine. It's yeah. you know, ninety nine percent of people that meet him don't know that he's got a, a disability. I guess again, it probably depends on your profession as well, doesn't it? Whether you should disclose it in a way. We're not just necessarily talking about people now in the spotlight as a celebrity, but if you think the disability will affect your job, which then affects other people, then maybe you have a right yeah. obligation to tell them. Yeah, like an Uber driver who's gone blind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're kind of required to tell people at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right. And again, we're not going to solve this issue. <laughs> I don't nope. think we can. <laughs> yeah. So, Selena, who do you want to out? Uh, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> good. good answer. That's a good answer. They've probably got doubt on me in return, so I won't risk it. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. You're you're a Commonwealth competitor and you know, Team GB and all that. Uh, you're, you're a national treasure. <laughs> I read your Twitter profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I said I'm a national treasure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do need to change my Twitter bio. It's one of those things leave <laughs> for ages. What? <laughs> Delete the words national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> 
everyone, go and uh, go and follow Selena on Twitter, and you might get to see the national treasure bit before she changes it. Hmm. She's still working out her phone. She doesn't know what voice to pick yet. So <laughs> you have time. God, you know, I'm not even changed my name on Twitter. I'm still my maiden name. <laughs> yeah, but that's what celebrities do, right? You, you never change your name. How else are people going to know who you are? Don't know. Wait till mm-hmm. I'm Cheryl Cole. True, but she changed the celebrity name to a celebrity name. She just claimed Cheryl in the end, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, she came, that's the what's it, she, whether she married the second time, and then she just became Cheryl. Like Ronaldo, who also married Joe Cole, and then decided to change his name afterwards. I don't think any of that's true. Nope. <laughs> Again, zero research. <laughs> Unsubstantiated rumours and lies is what I do. So, closing thoughts on this topic. Um, one thing I would just like to point out before we go, and I didn't realise the hypocrisy at the time, we spent an episode or two talking about how that blind person uh, on that video cuts through the cheesecake line to get to the front. And then we basically said, oh, one of the reasons you would disclose your disability is to cut to the front of the line yes like I in airports that and stuff and yeah. i was just like hmm well fuck i will say oh here we go oh you didn't say that you're shame gonna wait in the back of the line right. shame on you two. the real question is how confident are you i'm very confident that i wouldn't have said that because i would never have done it you did do it at Cleves's birthday you said that on the podcast and you went Chessington and you jump the queue. Not all the queues. Oh, don't don't try and twist it now. You jump <laughs> the queue. Some of the queue. You jumped a queue. Well, I well, don't remember that, and there's well, no evidence to prove that. It was. It's not on TikTok, so it's on the podcast. <laughs> but as we've established, tea is full of shit. Yep. <laughs> ah, right. Well, any housekeeping we want to do before we wrap up? Not really. Excellent. Selena, any housekeeping before we wrap up? Nope. Anyone got any good recommendations for voiceover voices? Give me a shout. Yes, there you go. Voiceover voices on iPhone. Let Selena know by going to her Twitter, following her, and checking out her profile, which is Chef's Kiss. Beautiful. I'd recommend Esteban. Yeah, his Twitter (laughs) is so much better. (laughs) are you meant for the voice Mm. (laughs) we were recommending his twitter (laughs) he must have a real voice name that's just his pet name that you've given him yeah yeah esteban (laughs) ah excellent okay next week we will not be doing this topic but until then have a jolly one everybody Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.